I've just recently finished a new work with um, poet Kimberly Campanello, um, a piece for amplified Illin pipe, tape and narration um, based on the Sheila Nagate carvings that are found throughout Ireland. And um, I wanted to have a nice place to premiere that work. You know, it's a very unusual work for me. So um, Art Scope, along with um, the National Concert Hall, very generously um, supported this idea of a concert at the National Concert Hall on the 6th of December at 8.30, it's a Thursday evening. So once that opportunity came up, I decided to um, consider um, a full evening of my music and picked out pieces, I think, which really span the last 20 years of my work. So in a way, it has turned out to be a kind of a retrospective, which is quite interesting. This concert really is a true retrospective because I think the earliest work is um, Tiento, which I wrote for Kenneth Edge back in 1994. So that's almost 19 years ago. So I think from this perspective, you know, looking back on almost two decades, it should be, um, I mean, for me personally, it'll be very interesting to to hear the, the, the if you like, the signature of the composer going, going back, um, though, you know, that length of time. I've been working with Kimberly Campanella, um, who's been li living, well, Dublin-based for the last three or four years. And together we've embarked on a very interesting project of trying to record, photograph, sketch, find um, as many Sheila and a gig carvings in Ireland and in Britain as possible. We've actually managed to record up to 60 of them. Now, it might very well be that now I have the, the, the largest uh, photo collection of Sheila and a gigs in Ireland, in fact. And just to explain what the Sheila and the gig is, it's a very unusual carving of a female figure um, that is very strange in the sense that these figures expose the genitalia and they're quite often haggard. Um, so the messages that come from these um, figures um, are very ambiguous and they certainly um, turn upside down any notion of the you know, female beauty or anything of that nature. And of course, there is a strong connection. Some of them are pregnant, not many, but some of them are pregnant, some are haggard. So you get this mixture of, you know, aged figures that are actually possibly giving birth or the, 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 the exposing of the vulva seems to indicate either, um, you know, a message of lust or perhaps of regeneration, the notion of birth and death. Um, nobody really knows where they came from, but they are often found on the, the doors of churches, over church doors or on uh, town walls. Um, so at some stage they were appropriated by the church and or, you know, town councils and so forth in the, you know, 15th, 16th and 17th centuries. Um, but they may very well predate this. My own feeling is that they do predate them, and in fact, they might actually be of pagan origin uh, relating to the, the position of the female in society and her pivotal role in the regeneration. 
you know, the cycle of regeneration. Um, so for me, they are very ancient um, totems of Irish identity on, on some level. Um, but of course, I, I can't be sure. And in a way, that's the that 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 was the premise upon which myself and Kimberly uh, approached these. Of course, her poetry is using them as a as a kind of a focal point for dealing with, uh, you know, issues around the feminine and even modern political feminist issues. So they are very potent figures, even though they're very old. And um, so. It seemed to me that um, what was I going to do with these? You know, I, I had come across the well. She, Kimberly has written a whole entire sequence of poetry. We've taken five poems from those, but how was I going to set these? And I certainly wasn't. I certainly wasn't going to set the poems through, um, you know, by setting them in a traditional sense. And it came to me that perhaps the use of the Illum pipes might be a way forward there, the, using instruments like the Illum pipes. Is is wrought with problems because they've been um, appropriated by many composers who want to give a very particular vision of Ireland. Let's put it that way. Uh, quite often, the vision that would fit in with, if you like, Board Falch's um, idea of selling Ireland to an American market, for example. So, I've always been very, very um, skeptical of using or very just let's say scared of using instruments that might um, sort of place me in that particular category um, so my approach to using the Ilan pipes has been to really explore the essence of the sound only um, and so in actual fact there are two solos and I do, I do use a tape part with this um, over which uh, the Ilan Piper will, will perform. And many parts of the tape part are taken from the Ilan Pipes as well. But I've, I've tried to abstract the sound to try and make, you know, try and find the essence of Ilan Pipe, you know, a kind of an, an abstracted wild sound that might correlate to the wildness of the Sheila and the Gigs. So I've been working with the piper and pipe maker, Donica Dwyer, who is in fact a cousin of mine. And we've been working in kind of, you know, really intense workshops, trying to, I mean, I've really pushed him outside his comfort zone, if we can call it like that. And he's, for the first time, having to explore, if you like, atonal figurations, which are, I suppose, associative, but again, only to abstract notions of, of, of an older Ireland that, you know, people probably wouldn't consider um, first and foremost, you know? So that's been a very interesting, um, you know, exploration for me because the, the pipe, I've always loved the Ilan pipes, particularly the laments. Um, and it's been a really interesting technical challenge for me to see what the pipes can do. So I'm looking forward to the <laughs> to the result. It, it's, it'll be an unusual piece of mine in, in the sense that I'm using the pipes and the tape part to try and act like a mise en scene, as kind of a you know a, an aural environment suitable for the poetry. You know, so it, it should be an interesting piece. Only a certain amount of Irish music actually attracts me. Um, I mean, and it's usually solo work, like Shano singing 
or as I say, you know, lone pipes. I'm not so drawn to the other genre within the Irish traditional um, field. Um, but certainly to avoid being an Irish composer, it was, it was something that really I was very consciously not really prepared to do. I'm not an Irish speaker. I am... I mean, I wish I was. I wish my relationship was different. But you know, you know, English was forced upon us. What could I do? What can I do? Um, and you know, whenever I did come across the use by composers of you know instruments, Irish indigenous instruments, it really struck me as a kind of tokenism, or really something that sort of did fall into a kind of a touristy. Thing. There are, you know, one or two exceptions to this. I suppose Roger Doyle's On the Green Time was, it's a piece I love, uh, and it's a, I think it's one of his best pieces, and I think he, he captured something there, um, the, the relationship between the Illum Pipe and this sort of mechanised soundtrack in the background, which I, I find quite um um, effective. Um, my own work does, in fact, use um, an Irish hymn, but in a way that I hope will not be recognisable. You know, um, and I, I've 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 looked at that hymn in a in a different way. In actual fact, my my distortion of the hymn is really a, an attempt to reverse, if you like, the appropriation of the church. Of, of the of the Sheila the gig because sh obviously the Sheila the gig is not part of if you like traditional church uh, regalia or you know or architecture and my feeling is that um, it was put on top of the doors to attract um, non Christians into the church so the Sheila the gig for a, for a period became if you like the entryway into the mother church. Um, by the time the 17th century came, you know, um, it was um, edicts came from the church to destroy them. So in some strange way, I wanted to try and reverse that by using a Catholic hymn, which is quite well known, um, but to actually d destroy the Catholic hymn in a strange way. And let's get back to a kind of uh, what I would see as a, a truer relationship with the with the universe um which would work outside institutional religion